Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to September. I know, September 1st. We are recording on Tuesday afternoon. It is the first day of school. Yeah, I want to I wanna uh, preface all of this with we <laughs> typically record these in the morning at like the first thing of our day, uh, which is almost immediately after I've had my coffee. Yeah. And so the energy and the excitement and the mind is moving at 100 miles an hour. You're catching me at uh, 3.40 <laughs> on Tuesday afternoon at this point. It's going to be a little slower. You're down to Starburst before we start. I, I did. I just, just a sh- immediate shot of sugar. Got to get going. It's been hours since my last coffee. Hours, Megan. Uh, I don't even know if this will be interesting at all. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I had some but. interesting things. Did you? You yeah, okay? I have a big week this, this week. This is exciting. Yeah. Uh, not only did she get the job, but school started today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's been fun to watch all of the parents with uh, all of their kids without any shoes on, uh, just <laughs> freshly rolled out of bed, going, "Hey, yep. first day of school," under their Chromebooks, and all the kids already like giving us the look, like, "Oh my gosh, this is what happened." <laughs> all these things. Um, but uh, yeah, first day of school. Mm, yep. Um, and uh, you had, you had your, what, second, third day of actual, like, like employment? Like my second and a half day of yeah. actual And working. you don't even get to see students until Thursday? Yeah. Because um, of the way the Pasco, format worked out? I don't know if it's just high school or middle school, because honestly, I'm not in the loop yet. Yeah. Um, but they're not doing, we're not doing our any Zoom classes any, until Thursday. Yeah. But I did have a student email me. Honestly, at the beginning of the day, I wasn't even listed as their teacher on most of their, yeah. on like my students' class list. Oh, you're so, flying at 150 yeah. miles an hour. We know that. <laughs> right. I still don't personally have access to my student lists no, right now. No, no. So, Nor should you. <laughs> Nor should you. It's That's, not like I should be contacting no, them No, 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 no. Let's anything. hang on to those things. But yeah, I had a student email me and was like, what's the Zoom code? And I was like, yeah, I'll get that to you. <laughs> when cool, I man. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Uh, so funny for us, Jovi actually had class first thing this morning. Oh, wow. Um, so eight o'clock we, I poke my head around the corner and she's already on zoom. She's dressed up. She's ready to go class. The guy's asking questions, you know, taking all the answers and figuring out the zoom. Hang on just one sec, Juliet. You know, my name's not Juliet. That's my mom's name on the thing. Anyways, all the <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, Grayson's teacher informed us that, uh, um, her first thing will be Thursday. So mm-hmm. there's nothing for him for the first two days, all this buildup for first day of school. And then your twin sister has like class to go. They're in two different classes this yeah. year. Uh, and then him, nothing. Her comment to him was just figure out, you know, Chromebook and get used mm-hmm. to all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff right now. And which is what we did with them like all weekend long. And we got mm-hmm. after we picked up our thing. So he's just like zooming with friends and playing Minecraft. <laughs> so it's like the best first day of school for him he's ever had, you know. So, yeah, win. Win. So I'm in charge of bringing a book home today that for him to kind of read and uh, yes. kind mm-hmm. of get the mind moving a little bit in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's good times. Yeah. It is excellent. Uh, you're going to be teaching some earth science. Earth science and biology. Getting those kids, uh, uh, here's a rock, here's a here's a, <laughs> here's a a frog. They're different. So, you know, we're going to yeah. cut I one of these the open. I think the class I'm teaching is mostly climate stuff, which is good because that's a little closer to biology principles than some of the other things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you have a schedule now, which is why we're doing this in the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> yep. So like you're you're demanding now of my time. You're like, well, here's when I can. Here's when I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> and you you work around this. And I said, okay, really okay, Miss Megan, I will. <laughs> yes, Miss Megan, I'll do whatever you want. Uh, no, it's good. Thanks for making this thing happen. For even sure. even when yeah. you know, like life's life's coming at you fast right now. Yes. So we appreciate yes. you yeah. uh, being here with that. Um, you had some exciting stuff I happen had, this weekend. Uh, like, my weekend was like bookended by two very random, and I'm going to take them as auspicious signs. Ooh, yeah. auspicious. Yeah. Quick look up in the dictionary. <laughs> auspicious, for those of you who don't know, means good omens. Yeah, Anyways, so on Friday night, I was like getting ready for bed, and it was late, and my cat, there's a, I have a loft, and so there's a window upstairs in my loft, and my bed's right under it. And my one of my cats was like pacing, like she was looking at something weird, and but not like it was a prey thing because she wasn't doing her like I want to attack you stuff, but just like really curious and looking. And I heard like the rocks under my window crunching, but it didn't sound like a person walking by. So I like went over because I'm nosy. And well, and also <laughs> if it is a person, that's an yeah. issue. So. Well, no, people walk by your window. Oh, yeah, because it's like, right, I live on the corner of two pretty busy streets, and so people walk by all the time. But anyway, it was pretty slow and didn't sound like a person. So I go under, and I couldn't see anything for a long time because it must have been like right under my, like right along the building. But eventually it kind of went out, and I see this giant like lumbering thing, and I was like, that looks like a weird cat. And then I, <laughs> and then I was like, "It's huge!" And then I was like, "Oh, I think it's a porcupine." So and, and it they was. are big. Yeah, they are huge. way bigger than you think. I think in the cartoons growing up as a kid, they were like the same size as a squirrel, mm -hmm. or you know, whatever. Yeah, but or like those a suckers are that we saw one while we were camping uh, earlier this summer mm -hmm. um, up at Farragut State Park, and he was crossing the road. And there were a couple cars pulled over, and they were taking pictures, and we we're like, "What is that?" Is that a is is that a bear? Those things. There, it was it was huge. Yeah. It wasn't that big, but it was yeah. rather large. So and yeah, and kudos to your like, cats for not getting involved. In, oh well, in I mean things. they were upstairs. I, I also, know. spice. I could tell she was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not gonna get near it. Um, <laughs> Smart. Yeah, and then on Sunday, and you live in kind of an urban area. I do. Like if you so, think about the Tri Cities, so not urban. super urban. Oh, sorry, the other one. Yes. <laughs> But the area that I live in would probably be considered an urban part yeah. of the Tri-City. Yeah, you live in the downtown. I live pretty close to downtown High Kennewick. Rise, yeah. Um, lots of Panera Breads and Starbucks <laughs> on every corner. Um, For all sure, of the yep. things. Yeah, walking right. distance Arenas, from um, yeah. yeah, outdoor seating <laughs> and restaurants. Continue. But yeah. So I was not expecting to see a porcupine and it just like truck, it like crossed the street and trucked along. And I was like, where's it go? Where did it come from? Yeah. Where is it going? But yeah, it was pretty cool. And then on Sunday night I had breakfast for dinner and I cracked open the second egg that I was going to eat. And inside was double yoked. Ominous. No, not ominous. I, it was auspicious. Auspicious. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Ominous is the bad one. Yeah. Auspicious is the good one. Gosh, dang it, Brent. Get it right. Auspicious. Which I asked you earlier. I was like, have you ever had a double, double yoked? I, I don't know if, and I said here, my, my verbatim response was, I don't think I would have noticed. Yes, you would And you said, that's How impossible. How could you not notice? And I say, I don't know. I like my eggs sort of scrambled sometimes. I, I don't know. I like them a little bit of both. It just kind of depends on the mood. Don't you look at them when you crack them into the bowl to scramble them or something? Uh, or the pan? Or? No, I don't think so. 
That that seems like risky business. Really? Well, I make sure I don't have any shells in there. If that's what you're then you asking. look at it and you well, know if you're like, I cracked two eggs. There's three yolks in here. So uh, yeah, maybe I have, I have no idea. Did it taste any different? No. Yeah. But go. I was I was like, that's so weird. Twins. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. I love it. Um, so we, we've covered our random stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else in the random category that you'd like to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I think we're, I think we're good. <laughs> we, uh, we, we had our first official like big staff meeting on, because we hired Megan or not Megan, Lauren last week and mm-hmm. she was on our podcast with us, but then Eric was in town this oh, on, he was? On Monday. Oh yeah. You were, I you missed gone. it. Yeah. So yeah, we had like like staff. It felt like a, a team oh, again. Wow. If, and and then we have like things to work on now too. We like have this worship night coming up and mm-hmm. and church opened up up to fifty people. And mm-hmm. so we're like doing phone calls for people who are our favorites and saying, like, hey, do you want to like come to <laughs> Just church? Throwing it out it there. It was so it, I, <laughs> Megan, I called like thirty or forty people on Monday yesterday. And it was like this awkward, hey, wanna come hang out with me for a little bit? <laughs> like we can do this now. It's like so crazy. And like, um, Okay, and I felt like I'm putting them Did in this awkward spot. you feel like you were spot. asking people out? A little bit. <laughs> felt like I'm back in the high school days. Um, and uh, it felt weird to like RSVP for church. Like, you know, <laughs> if you don't say yes now, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can make it happen next but week. But you're on a wait list. Yeah, you're on the wait list. Why don't you text me Saturday night and I'll see if I can fit you in. <laughs> but we're in this like weird spot where we're like legally we're not required or not expected to have over 50 people. And so it is... It is a it is a precarious situation. If you are listening to this podcast and you didn't get a phone call from me, it's not that you're not my favorite. It's that I probably just don't have your phone number or something like that. So, uh, or it's Megan's fault. I'll say it's Megan's fault because I came up with. I said, "Hey, is there anybody missing from this list?" Um, but no, we are we are slowly and trying to um, make those phone calls, and we're still going to keep the primary focus. Is still going to be online. We still want you to be a part of that. In fact, even when I film, I'm going to be talking to the camera and not even the room as as we've been doing for the last however many months. Um, and, uh, so anyways, yeah, but it is exciting to kind of mm-hmm. see those things happen. And we worked on a script for, uh, the video for worship night and the team is practicing tomorrow night. Nice. It's just awesome to see some of that stuff come together yeah. and just the excitement beginning to build about doing things, yep. which is awesome. Yep. All right. Speaking of doing things, we finished mm-hmm. our, uh, either or series on Sunday, a three part series on decisions. And really looking specifically at a parable that shows up in Matthew's gospel, chapter 21, of a man who had two sons who wanted his sons to go out and work in the vineyard. One says, yeah, the first one said no, and then changed his mind and went out and did it. The first, second one said, um, sure, dad, sure thing, and then never went up and did it. Um, so obviously the first one changes, oh, they both changed their mind, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jesus approaches this with the uh, with the people and says, which one did the will of the Father? And, and specifically addressing the religious leaders of the day and said the one who actually ended up changing his mind and going and doing it. And then he chastises them for not changing their mind when they see the tax collectors and the prostitutes who changed their mind about Jesus based on the testimony of John the Baptist and saying, you, why didn't you change your mind? And the, the point being that we are always reluctant to change our minds, especially when we've done a couple of things. One, uh, we've made it publicly um, uh, affirmative that we are in the opposite and alternative direction. Um, we do it when it costs us something, uh, and and we do it when we we just we we are convinced that it's just not the right thing to do, or uh, the the benefits don't uh, outweigh the cons of doing it. So we pencil, we do the math in our heads, and it just doesn't pencil out for mm-hmm. us uh, mathematically. Um, and we do this constantly. And and I, I tried to mention on a 
like a, on a natural basis. This is a natural human response. We are survivalists by nature. We are always thinking rationally on whether this works or not, or doesn't work. And should I change my mind or should I not do this? Should I buy this or not buy this? Should I return this now that I bought it and I changed my mind? <laughs> um, so it's, it's in our nature to change our mind. However, there are decisions in life that go beyond does it pencil out? Have I made a statement in the opposite direction? Uh, and whatever, like, and those are called what we would call leaps of faith or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, irrational sort of, but I just feel like com- I'm compelled to do this. I don't know why I want to do this, but I want to do this. I'm, I'm stepping out in faith and I'm making it a, a weird, whatever. And kind of faith, our, our own personal faith journey is a little bit, uh, like that. And that's the decision that we make and decisions, as we said, are the eternal protests, uh, against fiction mm-hmm. or uh, we didn't say that. I wish I would have said that. That Kierkegaard sounds really, really smart, it. but Kierkegaard said it. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, that was the general kind of two minute recap on this sort of thing. <laughs> I didn't mean, you know, you probably already listened to it or hopefully you, you mm-hmm. did, or if you didn't, you can download our app and go listen to it there. Yeah. But, um, some takeaways on it that kind of stood out to you, uh, Megan specifically. Yeah. Um, one that was like that I was thinking of, which I think you kind of touched on a little bit was, um, I think a lot of times we like make a statement or claim about something we think we want to do or want to fight for, but like the real, cause it looks good, right? It looks, um, the optics, the optics of it. are good. Right? right. Um, but the truth is maybe we don't like it is cost. It does cost us to have that be what we actually do in our actions. And so, um, specifically I was thinking of like racial, like racial inequity and, um, those kinds of social justice issues. Sometimes when you're in the, um, group with power, it can feel really like I'm going to give up something if I fight for this. And, um, and so, but you know, the optics look good if you want to be part of that. And so that like, <clears throat> that's part of saying, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then not actually doing anything about it and not really being about, um, stepping forward and stepping into those spaces and like, you, you know, you got to have some action behind those words. So hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned that too. Mm-hmm. I said, I tried to kind of create the transition between, Hey, this is a spot that we're in as a nation constantly too, of, you know, trying to change our minds about what we think about this and this and systemic whatevers. And, and, um, and it is all of these factors come into play and we have seen people, um, how how interesting in a cancel culture kind of setting change their mind about what they believe. They believed it uh, two days ago when they posted it on Twitter, and then they deleted the post, mm-hmm. and now they've changed their mind about it. And mm-hmm. there's like that tongue in cheek moment of you pr- you you want to say, well, good, which you know at least they deleted the post, or I you know take them at their word, I guess that that they're actually changed. But until it's like until they do it and it costs them and, or it, until they do it and there's not like a benefit of the optics of it, mm-hmm. then you, you have to be like, I don't know, maybe they just changed because the, the mob mentality forced them to change and it wasn't worth fighting for and against. And are we okay with the fact that it is like a step in the right direction or is the motivation kind of a key part with that? That's just a tough, like, I, I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah, That's just and, part of the dialogue yeah. on it. And it's really tough to decide that. And I think that like on a personal level, you need to really, when you're stepping out on something, an issue, you really need to like do an internal check first. Like, am I doing this because 
I true like because I've thought about it for a long time because I truly believe it's right because uh, you know X Y and Z am I doing this because it looks good mm-hmm. because it feels like everybody else is doing this because whatever right um, and so before like I think for on a personal level a good check is like what how are my actions gonna support these words I'm about to say um especially when you're going public with something like that and and then like the other thing kind of i was thinking with that is um when you were talking about deciding like what was the quote again i don't remember uh deciding is the eternal protest against fictions yes so what i was thinking about that is which should have been on the screen i messed up (laughs) and i was like andrew why didn't you put that on the screen and then i realized i forgot to highlight it in my notes so then i just i screwed it all up so yeah anyways that was my fault if you watched it online (laughs) But I was thinking about, like, in that context, we need to decide to see what is true. I think that, um, like, there's just a lot of information, a lot of stuff happening. And so um, when we look at human experiences or try and discern different contentious situations, we need to really be trying to decide to see what's true. Um, And maybe that's for us. Maybe that's through the context of what does Jesus say about what's true and what we need to be focused on. And, um, but like when we decide that first, I think it's a lot, you have a lot different perspective about going through those kinds of situations. Um, especially if you're like, Hey, what does Jesus say we need to be looking for or need to be seeking out or, um, what our actions need to look like. And then when you go into contentious situations, it really shapes how you, react to things. Yeah. Um, and so like that for me was kind of a piece that I was like, yeah, we need to set, like, we need to decide to look at the truth. And when people tell us like their truth, like people who are hurting, tell us their truth, we need to decide to look at that and like open our eyes to their pain and be part of that experience with them as an outsider, like bring in the empathy and it's gonna, it's gonna cost you. But that's that's what the decision is, is like, I am going to have faith in this. I'm going to love this person. So I'm deciding to look at their truth. Yeah. Whether whatever that truth is. Right. And instead of leading with our rights in that or, well, I have a right to my version of the truth or I have I have this. Christianity has been this invitation to bid to come and die. Right. So and Kierkegaard highlight that highlighted that in a in a, in a big way constantly. And if I was going to do a series just on him, I mean, that would probably be the series. I did the either or because I like the decision piece of it. But uh, the calling to a a new level of um, we lower our rights, we give up things. It's about sacrifice. It's about dying to what we deserve or what we think we are are entitled to. to, Yeah, we have access to or whatever. Um, And it's not sexy and it's not fun and it's not... uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's not the best life now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the ironic part um, about how that just that message got so mixed and then Christianity becomes a tool to get you all the things that you uh, want in life. There's no, I, I get why people do that because it's just marketing and they're, if I can do it with, um, if I can do it with uh, money or uh, self-esteem or, um, you know, fitness or anything else. Well, and we're survivalists. So yeah, like yeah. our, we're, we're trying to make sense yeah. of things. Right. Well, and we're trying to live the easy life, right? Yeah. We want yeah. everything, like our brain is wired to find the easiest way to do something. Right. And so of course we're going to like go for that shortcut, yeah. go for the good life. And, but Christianity is not an invitation to the easiest way to do something. No. Right. It's like, and, and I know 
some people on the outside would say, well, yes, except it's easy to be a Christian in America, or it does grant you, or it feels like it's an access thing of, it's not hard to do. Um, I don't know if it's like, like rights or perceptions or, you know, it's, you automatically get the benefit of, of the doubt when it comes to some sort of moralistic thing for a lot of people like, Oh, they're Christian. So they get a free pass on something like that. Um, and I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that that's perception on it. Um, and so that's, it's, uh, I can't remember what the lead in for that was, but that's <laughs> that it's an easy life. Cause we're not like, yes, it's, it's but so it's, funny yeah. that it's, it's thought of in that way. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like the opposite of that. It should be like, Hey, the selling point of Christianity should be, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, you, you're going to bear this cross and it's going to, it's going to be heavy and it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet there are some things in life that are worth sacrificing for. And I think that this might be one of them for you, yeah. right? I like to think of it as like, um, for me anyway, I think of it as like, I've been called to like wade in to the mess. Um, like my life has not been messy at all. Very, very like trauma free, very blessed, upper middle class, white, all of uh, highly educated, all of those things. Right. But I feel this really strong calling to like wade into other people's mess and like bring my like bring my whole self into that and bring my empathy and bring my wholeness and my healing ability and my ear and whatever. Right. But that's hard work and it's it's messy and it doesn't like it doesn't make my life easier to have to carry other people's like pain or carry other people's burdens. But that's part of what I've been I like personally for me, I feel like I've been called to. And so like and I think that's a little bit different for everybody. But that's the point is you've been given this incredible gift. Now you need to take it and like walk into the mess and like willingly put aside your comfort and your like ease so that you can help other people. And so that's like, yet yeah, no, we're not persecuted, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And we've been asked to like consciously decide to do not easy. So, yeah. Yes. And uh, he says in the book that I went through as I was preparing for this, talking about one of the things you need to do is you need to drop the mentality that uh, the consequences of life are all tied to the moral actions of the people involved. Um, that you can't look at something and be like, they're leading this sort of life, and that's a result of all of the poor moral decisions that they've made leading up to that. Are there consequences for our actions and, and our moral choices? For sure. But there's so much on that and tying that to a person's uh, faith or uh, whatever is is severely limiting your ability to actually extend grace in that area yeah. and walk in the messes on that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it's easy to kind of do that math when it's like, oh, it's the innocence of a kid. Like you see a kid, I mean, you work with teenagers, mm-hmm. right? Who are acting like little whatevers. <laughs> I can't even say that. Uh, but you're going, they're middle schoolers, man. I mean, like it's how much of that is just a product of home life or, you know, socioeconomic status or mm-hmm. all of these things. And we, we are able to kind of categorize that as a teenager. We're less able to do that. I think men or less, um, willing to do mm-hmm. that 
when they're 30, yeah. uh, 40. And but got, it's so, like, that's so backwards, though, because whatever stuff, whatever garbage, whatever there. garbage those like middle schoolers are dealing with, yeah. unless they have somebody that really helps them heal from it, they're dealing with the same garbage when they're 30. Yeah, it's just multiplied, yeah. right? I mean, because so, now they've had 18 like, more years to do, to yeah, experience that so kind of stuff. So it's like, why, like, for me, that was a moment for me working with kids was like re- reminding myself that their parents are doing the best that they know how. And so like not passing judgment on parents as much as possible as well and trying to extend the grace that I have for their kids to their parents as well. Because by and large, most people who are crummy parents had crummy parents and they had crummy parents. It's like a big, long cycle of just not great. And so, um, yeah, but like it doesn't if you had a crummy childhood, that's still part of you when you're 30 or 40. And so like extending that whatever grace you would have for a kid, you need to think about those 30 year olds in that way as well. Yeah. So. Treat them like kids. Well, the, no. The, the moral? But- <laughs> Is that no. what you're saying? No, just, no, just kidding. <laughs> be gracious. Just to wanted them. to paint you in that corner. Be gracious to them. Like you would to yeah. a child. Megan's <laughs> Megan's takeaway is this. Treat people like they're children. Thanks a lot, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck in your PTA parent teacher conferences. Uh, uh, that'd be fun. Good. Any, any uh, last thoughts on any of that stuff about decisions and whatevers? Oh, the other one that I kind of thought was like, because um, Jesus in the parable you were talking about, he talks about the Pharisees being like, why didn't you follow John? And then you were talking about it. And I was like, oh, I just don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I get it. Um because he comes and he's all the wacko things yeah. that you kind of prepare like, for. If I was like, I liked, religious at the time, I don't think I would have. Yeah, and and to be fair, um, that falls into the pattern of all of the prophets in the Old Testament. Almost none of them showed up to the people, and the people are like, oh, wow, there's Jeremiah. He's got some really wise things to say. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to Jeremiah or Isaiah or, you know, all these— the role of the prophet was always um, basically go do this, but it's going to be an impossible feat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. Just try it anyways. Do it anyways. And and Jeremiah's like, God, you're giving me a job that's like not going to ever work out. Like I'm 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 mad. I'm really I'm really angry. Like I'm going to go do it. Um, so absolutely, that that totally takes place with this. And then then we play it into ourselves, and we 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 do sit in this. Uh, like this, this modern sort of uh, biasness where we'd be like, well, if John was here today, I, I would have listened to John. No, you wouldn't. Have. I absolutely you wouldn't, wouldn't have. have either, I know, right? <laughs> um, because it'd be the same um, as. I mean, the the idea of thinking that Jesus was who he says he is is so ridiculous. It'd be as if me or somebody in my position going up on the to the pulpit on Sunday and claiming to be a son of God immediately, you should leave this church. Yes. And so, and but what we're saying and then is get they health. did, it. yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. Remember that time? Probably that accident he went through a few years ago. <laughs> That's probably what happened. You would you would leave, and you should leave, yes. all right. Um, and yet we chastise people for not doing that when when they're in that situation. And you could also say, well, yeah, but he's doing like he's healing people and feeding the five thousand and whatever. I know, but like. I don't, I, I don't think that that's the free pass. I don't think you see one of those because you see odd things happen a lot of times and you mm-hmm. have creative ways to justify how that sort of happened, right? That sign, things happen out of the blue and you're like, God, that feels like a sign. Um, but then you also can go, well, it could just be happenstance of chance and what if the people thought, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. So um, let's not give ourselves too much credit there. 
yeah. uh, in that way. I think to have a real moment. I think what, the point that he was making and the what we see is it's the people who think that they have it all together who were the least likely to take Jesus up on his offer. It's the people who understood, who when told, hey, you should probably repent, you're kind of acting, you know, you're leading this broken life, are the first ones to go, yeah, I I can give this up. I've got, this isn't even what I wanted in the first place. I look around me and I've lost all my friends and I've lost all my family and I'm, uh, this is just purely a job at this point and I've got no sense of community. I've probably experienced excommunication from the community as a whole. I mean, yes, I'm still here physically, but... Um, you know, if you're living the life of a tax collector or prostitute, uh, your friends are probably your coworkers. Um, and that's probably it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't think you're, I think your family probably disowns you at that point. So anyways. Yeah. That was my only other point. I like it. Good. Hey, we started a new series on Sunday called God and Gold, a series on empire. That's still the title from the book. Um, but the book has almost nothing to do with what we're talking about. (laughs) It was just a good title. I, I meant, I talked about that with Travis this afternoon too. Sometimes you like titles of things and mm-hmm. you get into it and you're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I knew where I wanted to go with empire anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, it'll be great. Uh, it's cool. still an interesting book on Anglo-Saxon history about, um, you know, all of how empires leverage religion to get what yes. they wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will, that will appear in yeah. the, in this series. Um, I just had it like Henry VIII went through my brain right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. let's jump into our something interesting. Yeah, you. you opened, so I get to go first. Um, so Kylie and I have been uh, the last couple of nights digging a new show called Love on the Spectrum. Um, I saw that. It is. I think I. I don't know if I watched the preview, but I saw it. Yeah, if you if you just click on it on Netflix now. So when you hover over something on Netflix now, they start playing a preview trailer. Just hover over it and then see if it's for you. And I bet it is because it's about some uh, like young adult uh, people who are on the spectrum, uh, either Asperger's or um, autism uh, or a combination of both or whatever. And Mm -hmm. they are trying to – they're talking through their version of what love looks like and do they want to get married? Do they want to find a partner? And what does dating look like? Um, and it is a fantastic, it, it, and it's a tricky situation cause it could be seen as, you know, making fun of or doing, I, I talked to somebody, I'd asked if they had seen it and they're like, nah, I'm not into that. Cause I feel like it makes fun of them. I'm like, nah, I watch it. Cause I, I don't think it does. Like they really mm-hmm. are genuinely and Kylie, like Kylie watches the show and she just, she laughs, but it's, it's not at them. It's like this. I love them. I love them so much. And they're so cute. And she goes, she wants to adopt all of them is what happens. And they're Australia. It's, it's in Australia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they all live at home still with their parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like they could be adopted, adoptable, <laughs> but obviously they can't. Um, and they're from Australia, all of oh, them. Fun. And so they've got that Australian accent, mm-hmm. which made me just want to go visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scenery is great because they're filming in a landscape that I'm not used to. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you in know whereabouts s- in Australia? Well, are? they keep saying in around Sydney, like we'll go oh, down, okay, downtown yeah. Sydney. Mm-hmm. So I would guess kind of around there yep. in that general area. Yep. Um, I think that's and New South Wales. No, maybe that's north. Anyway, I, I don't, don't know. It w- it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I think their episodes are about an hour. I think there's like six of them ish, cool. something like that. So it's not like a huge commitment to it. Um, and highly recommend check All it right. out. There you go. All right, what I you find, got? Side note. Yeah. Um, I think that the Australian accent is really hard to imitate. I lived there for five months and struggled with it. I'll tell you what's really hard. I couldn't even tell they were Australian at first because it's like medium Australian because I think mm. when I hear Australian 
I think that good day, mate. Let's yeah. throw another <laughs> shrimp on the Bobby, right? Like this <laughs> super extreme. Yeah. And they're like, it's but more urban. It's British because mm-hmm. obviously Australia was where the Brits sent all their prisoners. Mm-hmm. That was the origination of how they got going. Mm-hmm. And so they carried that accent with them. And then it, it kind of evolved into yeah. like this more twangy. Like a, mm-hmm. It's more twangy. Um, and, but in the show, it's like, I, I watch, I, not, I don't watch a lot of British shows, but I watch enough to be mm-hmm. like, that's kind of hard to understand sometimes. Like I remember Kylie watched Dairy Girls a while back and she was like, you have to watch it with subtitles on because it's just a little hard to watch or The Crown or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I feel like I understand it more mm. and I kind of, I think I like it more. I yeah. think I like it more than British. I like the Australian accent a yeah. lot. I just find it's hard. Like it doesn't like, I can do the British accent, but the Australian accent, not as much. I yeah. did have one experience in Australia talking to an, like uh, one of my classmates and he like said- Did you go there? Yeah, I've lived in Australia for five months. Oh, my gosh. Where have you not lived, Megan? <laughs> Asia, Africa, uh, stop. Antarctica, South America. <laughs> Antarctica. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You haven't lived in Antarctica yet? Um, but he, we were like eating lunch, all of us or something, and he said a full sentence to me, and I was like, didn't get any of that. Didn't catch any of it? Nope. And he was like, did you understand me? And I was like, nope, sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was like the one time I didn't understand any someone fully. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun accent. I have this Australian drama that I like to watch. It's called um, what's it called? Shoot, sorry, my brain is fried. I'll remember it later and let you know. Okay. But that's not my something. Love Island? Is it called Love Island? No. Okay. It's called. <laughs> Everybody's like, that's that's not even close. Bro. What are you talking about? I don't know what it's, it's called. An island. Anyway, um, so my something interesting is also a Netflix um, show. It's a little mini series, a four episode thing. It's called Self Made. It's about CJ, M- Madam CJ Walker, who was a black woman who created a hair care product line in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And she was the first female millionaire in the United States. Really? Yes, really. That's amazing. Yes. And um, she has a whole, like the line is still there and it's a whole thing. And she was like really just... Anyway, the story is really cool and it's... um, So it's a documentary or is it a... a it's like a fictional... Okay, got it. Um, Octavia Spencer plays the main character, C- okay. um, Madam C.J. Walker. Her name's actually Sarah. Um, but And then there's a bunch of... Uh, and uh, Tiffany Haddish is like the other... Plays her daughter. And so they're like the kind of the two main characters. Okay. Um, and it's four one-hour episodes. Um, and it's just a really... It was so... It was really well done. I watched them all... Like I, I think I watched it on Friday. Um, and it was... Or maybe Thursday. Anyway... Um, it's just really well done, well acted, and it was a really cool story, which I didn't really know a ton about. And so yeah. um, I'm sure there's some like, you know, creative license taken here and there. Um, but it was really cool. It definitely doesn't paint um Booker T. Washington in a very good light, which oh, is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um and that yeah. goes against everything I've ever learned from US history classes. Yeah, but. I know, but most people who are like actually <laughs> yeah, into should. black history don't really enjoy Booker T. Washington from what I've understood. Interesting. Octavia um, Spencer uh was in the help. Yes. Uh, I was looking at who that was. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah. And a hidden ton figures. of other stuff. Hidden yeah, figures. hidden figures. Yep. Self-made, there it is. I see yeah. it on the IMDb. She's right a there. producer as well, and so is LeBron James. LeBron James was on the producerial of self-made. Yeah. Well, he was. He's kind of self-made too. <laughs> I think he's the first millionaire. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I would recommend that. Cool. For sure. Awesome. Uh, well, that's exciting. We uh, this Sunday are back at ten o'clock online and uh, got some pre-service action. You guys did Pictionary this weekend, and it was we sure did awesome. Your wife, I was not very good because your wife was so distracted. I don't know what she had for breakfast because she was like uh, she was flying hundred miles an hour. Like uh, Lauren would barely draw something, and Kylie was like yelling things at, at the screen and literally jumping up. So previously, <laughs> up until this point. One of the two of you mm-hmm. have always had the answers for the other thing. You've been playing against each other. And what we realized on Sunday is it might be better for us if you two both come into this blind and yeah. somebody else has the answers. So that's what we're going to try this week. We're doing trivia. Uh, Laura and I are putting together. You, Neither of you are going to know the answers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to you know, make you look foolish in front of uh, millions of people online. <laughs> millions um, of people online. So we're I don't know. We, saw, we had someone from Norway. Yeah, yeah we're international Norway, now, so. guys. <laughs> Um, so that's happening Sunday at nine 45 login early service Mm -hmm. starts at 10. And then, uh, as we've mentioned for the last, uh, three weeks or so, September, uh, 13th, two weeks from this last Sunday, um, or I guess two Sundays from now, if you want to look at it that way, is our worship (laughs) night. It's probably easier to look at it. Um, I was thinking yesterday because I was thinking this is Monday, but it's not, um, September 13th, Sunday night, 7 PM. It is football kickoff weekend. Oh, so I, and I knew you knew that already. Uh, so I'm just stating things that Megan already knows. And so did we schedule a worship night on the first night that you can watch Sunday night football on TV? Yes. Did you know you were doing that beforehand? Kind of. <laughs> Should you skip football or watch it on DVR and come experience a worship night? That Absolutely. is literally what worship night is means like to worship is to place priority on something and place that other thing subsequent (laughs) to the thing that you are worshiping are you am i catching am i getting through on this am am i I, am i making this sound picking up what you're putting down very preachy right now i'm a preacher (laughs) and this is uh and and i'm one of the biggest football fans that you know know. personally yeah i was Um, like he's like Preaching to himself right so now. Here's That's the deal. really what's there's happening. There's two games. There's a game on Thursday. There's a bunch of games on Sunday morning. Dude, skip to 10 o'clock. Just watch that on DVR. Come to worship night. And then you got two games on Monday night. There's plenty of football out there, y'all. It's also, fine. Also, chances be are fine. it's going to get delayed. So. Well, <laughs> little Miss Pessimistic over there. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so anyways, we do know that it, it is football night, and uh, I just think that's an ep- excellent opportunity to really leverage what it means <laughs> to experience worship night. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for tuning in, yes. and we'll see you on Sunday for the first ep- for first episode, first part of God and Gold <laughs> at 10 a.m. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.